You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. Hello, listeners. Hello, world. Hello, the universe. How about that for an introduction? All right. Interesting. Are you sending it out on like Voyager I'm not. three or something? You know, Voyager is that little spacecraft they put the album on that has like greetings and information about Earthlings. Is that still still going? As far as we know. So is this what you're doing? You're going to put this podcast like on a thumb drive and throw it out in outer so, space? As soon as it ends up on the <laughs> internet, it's in history forever. Doesn't mean it's out in the universe. Maybe this. Maybe you're not radio broadcasting. Maybe yet. eventually, in years to come, somebody will transmit the entire internet up to space. Funny you should say that because a lady and a dude and another dude were having this discussion on Science Friday on NPR. Really? And they were discussing what to send out into space if you actually, you know, get on board with the idea that there may be somebody somewhere out there in the whole of the universe who might pick up on a signal from us, right? So do you, the woman's thing was a very brief and short, we need something to sum up everything about Earth and Earthlings and humans. The other guys were like, no, we need to send everything. One guy said the entire Library of Congress on a thumb drive, and the other guy said, no, I think everything. But the inter- everything of all the internet, every library, every book, everything, and then they can sort it out. I think everything, too. <laughs> everything. Including our horribleness. Because and, their uh, example was, if I... Went into a cave and I found a hieroglyph, like three characters. I have no concept of what that means. But if you give me millions of characters and pictures and ways of putting it together, I might piece it together. The more information, the better. The more information, the better. And yet, then you've pretty much... It's like going on a first date and telling me her life story. It's not quite as interesting, is it? (laughs) Second date, Mm -hmm. I got a lot to offer, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. But that's 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 not the before the after the show discussion. But we was the, the before that we were se- talking about uh, video game movies. Were there any? Are there Briefly. any? Are there any good video game movies? And I said, "That's not what I said. I said this discussion about Warcraft doesn't seem to include this twelve to twenty year discussion of Ugh, there are no good movies for video games. This is a video game spawned movie." But that hasn't been what I've heard anyone talk about it as. So. I've actually never heard anybody talk about this movie, funnily enough. Even though it's such a big, huge, phenomenon nonny nonny movie. I've not really heard anybody talk about it. It's not a good it. sign. No. Anyway, it is Saturday, August the 8th. This is after the show number 448. We are a movie review podcast. We review a movie. And this week's movie, we're looking at Warcraft. It's a 2016 movie released on Blu-ray on September the 27th, so you can pick it up now. Rated PG-13, and it's from our friends at Universal, and uh, Sid Talk will give you a synopsis of the movie Warcraft. I don't think I can bear the weight of the synopsis for Warcraft. It really isn't in my <laughs> my abilities. However, for the movie section of the entirety of its universe, I will attempt. There are orcs and there are humans, and the orcs have come over from some parallel universe or something through a portal... To take over where the humans live. We're not saying it's Earth or anything like that, but it's just another another worldly thing. Another realm. And what is pushing the orcs to invade where the humans are is this green magic. 
called Fell. And some orc has it in him, and it's very bad, and it sucks the life out of everything. It kills everything. So their world is dying. Our world is supple and ripe for the picking. And that's it, really. You just call that our world, <laughs> even though it, it's yeah, not really the human's our... world. Yeah, the representative human... of yes, humans. Azeroth, yes. I believe it's called. Azeroth is yeah. ample, ripe. And then we have a king, and we have a guy, and we have a magi, and some orcs, and we have some... A woman who's kind of like an orc, but she obviously, uh, her mama had something with a human, very, very, very possibly. We have a king and a queen who happen to be from the show Preacher. <laughs> Big, um, Preacher and Tulip and from Preacher. Based on the little-known video game, mm-hmm. Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Actually, Warcraft. This, this Why is they call based, it WoW, then? This is based on the first game, Warcraft, mm-hmm. um... And Warcraft went on to have many sequels. Okay. So, um, in other countries, this movie is called Warcraft The Beginning. And when you watch this movie, you'll, re- you'll yeah. understand that it's... it's the origin story of the fight between humans and orcs. Orcs, yeah. Um, so, um, let me say, you know, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, I am a video gamer. I like video gaming. I play video games every day, would you say? Uh, yes, you do. I'm, a, I'm one of those wives... Because no. you observe you, your husband playing lots of video games. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a World of Warcraft type gamer who plays 24 hours of video games ever. I'm more of a, you know, hour here, hour there kind of video gamer. But I never, ever played World of Warcraft. I've played all of Blizzard's other games. I'm more of a StarCraft, which is their uh, space version of Warcraft, basically. I'm more of a StarCraft player than a Warcraft player. But uh, I've never played Warcraft. The nearest I've got to playing Warcraft is they sent me, uh, because I play all the other games, I play Overwatch, I play StarCraft, I play Diablo, and I play Hearthstone. Um, And the nearest I got to playing Warcraft was, because I play all those other games, they sent me a 30-day trial for World of Warcraft one time. I almost downloaded it. I was looking at it going, oh, 30 days for free, I'll try that. And just didn't for some reason... And then never, ever played it. So I don't... I know what it is. I've just never experienced it myself. You have not experienced it either. I have a friend who experienced it hardcore. I'm talking like two years of his life, literally playing it all the time. Um, like every, It took every over moment. his life. Yep. Yeah. So that that's the Did nearest... Did he gain like... 150 pounds? He did. Literally? And it, and he lost loads of money. He It was his... He had to move in with his brother or something. It was his primary um, focus of everything. Like, he, he just played Warcraft. That was all he did. And I get identify with that. Yeah. Because I could do that with the games that I like. But yeah. I choose not to even sit, start them on certain days because I will dive in. And I realized today I'm playing Mafia 3 at the moment. And uh, it was like quarter past one. And I thought, we're going to watch a movie at two. <laughs> I'll do one mission on Mafia. And I turned it on. I did a mission, I had my headphones on, and then I looked around, at the t- I looked at the clock here, and it was, it was five to two. And I've, I literally thought I'd been playing for five minutes. Five minutes. Yes. And I was like, wow, I, I didn't even do anything hardly. What the hell? Where did that time Which go? Which this has anything to do with the movie, but it does Video give you games. a clue into how this movie has the weight of the people who have spent, for better or worse, for right or wrong, however you want to judge them or not judge them for spending... More hours with a, a game in a world created in a digital setting by programmers and writers somewhere else 
how much this movie has to or should live up to that. Right. To them, but yeah. not to us. So no. see, we're separate from that. So yeah, I know separate. nothing. I know nothing. I know minimal. Like um, I mean, some of the Easter eggs in this movie, I understood. Right, that's a, but it's very. I don't think they're Easter eggs. I think they're very obvious. Yeah, but what I mean is, I don't know when they say the names of people. I knew the names, but that was just through osmosis of reading reviews and talk, listening to other people talk about Warcraft. So I know very nothing. I didn't know. I've seen the trailer for this movie, so I knew it was a big CGI spectacular, you know, epic movie. Um, but I didn't know whether I would like it or not. Because I, I, what I personally thought was, I bet it's too for the fans <laughs> that somebody who's not a fan would not appreciate it. But I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised. It's a good video game movie. In fact, subtract video games. It's a good movie, games. yeah, exactly. It's a good movie, yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to explain. It's um, because of Avatar, I think, the technology for this film that makes this film look so good because it has a lot of CGI in it and it's motion captured CGI because of Avatar which pioneered like this and this does it too um, it lifts the film if it was men in rubber suits I don't think it would be as good like because and and I think at this particular time when we can make things look good and they really look good there's orcs in this movie that scene and it's only it's a it's a scene between an orc and his wife, and they're just having a conversation. It's like they're living everyday orc life before mm-hmm. all the shit goes down. And she's pregnant, and they're just talking to each other. And the emotion and everything... I was like, boo, this is like... I'm used to seeing video game cutscenes of things <laughs> like that, and they're nowhere near this quality. This is like... You know, it makes... I don't know, I'd have to go back and look at Avatar, but it makes Avatar look plain. Like, there's a lot of detail in these characters. Um, so I was blown away by that and it sustains it all the way through all the new characters you meet, magic's going off I don't think there was anything that looked really shitty I mean there were moments of you had to like because uh, it was either a distant shot of lots of CGI characters moving around and riding on things like horses and giant wolf horses whatever those were and they looked Dire weird or something. Uh, kind of weird body movements and shit where you just kind of had to kind of blur that out but Overall, anything that was close up was it, it's mesmerizing. To I have me. to say, like mesmerizing. I am watching an orc that doesn't look like an animated. I mean, we creature. don't know what an orc is like. I'm saying, I'm watching an orc that doesn't look like something from Toy Story. Hmm. I know it's not real, but my brain fills in all the gaps and it looks. I mean, this texture on every little bit of skin and the lip and the their eyes look the, good. Not the way dead. their eyes are watered up yeah. when they're crying. I mean, it's really good. But the thing, um, uh, the thing about the orcs in this movie, they made it for me. Like, it tells the story. It it does it from the orcs' point of view a bit, and it does also does it from the humans' point of view a bit. They they miss the dwarves out. Like the dwarves are in there a little bit, but well, they're not doing anything except making weapons. I feel that the dwarves will be uh, more of a. F- this obviously will have more movies. Right, but that's re- irrelevant to this. Oh, story. I'm just saying for people who like Warcraft and like all the different characters. It's really from human and orc t- point of view. There's some mage action thrown in there, but it's not really from their point of view. Which I liked, though. I liked... I was thinking, which side would I like to be on if I played that game? And the orcs seem to be more appealing to me. I just like the personality of the orcs, you know? Not the bad orcs. Even though you could say they're all bad. I don't know. 
I don't know, I'm all about the movie. Don't give a shit about the game. <laughs> I'll be honest. That right, doesn't, so, doesn't come so into my mind. So what's your opinion of the movie with nothing to I do love with it. the game? I loved it. I was immersed in it. I totally bought it. I was like, had zero expectations. I'd seen the trailer and thought, wow, if that looks as as beefy as, even though I'm vegetarian, that's funny that I think that way still, but the, as solid as it did in the trailer, these characters in mixed in with just human interaction, I'm going to be like mesmerized. And I was like, and the story, I really enjoyed the story. I know that in any story where we have world ending or like, you know, a menace that's going to come and take over the world like a plague, it's not new. It's not like super original, but it makes sense. You know, the guy is really shitty. Yeah. He's been eaten up by this dark magic, which is this green stuff. And it's motivating him regardless of what it does to his people. Because he used to just be an orc, from what I can tell. Right? But he's now... Chief He's orc. on a mission. And we can tell it's a big, you know, like, sucking the life out of everything. And I like that. I like the idea that you're up against an almost impossible foe. Because magic and... and fists. I mean, you know, you're you're kind of mismatched there, but what they do is make it very clear that among the orc culture, honor and all that is very big deal, like we do with a lot of these sort of if we come across an alien race, so we have like Worf from Star Trek, you know, honor and even you know, the predator has his own deal. Rules Yeah, there is stuff. a thing about yeah. war and there's a thing about how you respect the other your your opponent or whatever. I like that's woven in there. I mean, I just think it's, um, I like the story of the king and the queen. You don't get a lot about them, but I get it. I feel the vibe that they're good. It's a good kingdom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They they sell me on the idea that this king, through however many years, has kept helped keep the peace and everything's pretty good. And people like him. And you've got the magic guy who's up in the tower. He's questionable from the very instant you meet him. Yeah. Do you want to give any spoilers away here? Yeah. Okay, spoilers from Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> you spoilers are? I'm just saying from here on out. Oh. I if I say that the magician... I thought you had a specific spoiler. If the magician seems a little shifty, and then I say something about spoilers, then let's just say, you know, the magician Yeah, there are things shifty, that you know, are probably going to play out in future movies of Warcraft that they kind of establish here. It's quite clear this is the beginning of a trilogy or, or more than that, but... And, you know... It's two hours long, and when it came to the end, I was like, "Oh, really? Is that the whole story here?" Like, I feel like I'm. I feel like I only got a little tiny yep, bit of that's this. That's the like, problem with these. They, they of... always have to set. They're always yeah. just setting something else up, and that di- I did feel that as it was coming towards the end. I didn't actually know it was coming towards the end, but when the end kind of kicked in, I was like, "Oh, really?" Like I, I could have actually gone thirty more minutes, another something else in here, but obviously you're gonna have to wait for that. But um, I felt as, like it was well contained, though. Yeah, what I was just reading was this movie was a lot longer than it, it theatrically supposed to be longer. Uh, they filmed it all, and it's all there's going to be a director's cut at some point. But this is the theatrical cut that's two hours long. But there's a two-hour forty-minute version of this movie that Duncan Jones is. It's his cut, right? But it's not going to tell you any more story. Apparently, it, it fills in a lot of backstory on the orcs uh, at the beginning. Um, before we meet them, how the dude gets to be so okay, and they they open up this portal, like you said, to, for them to go through. 
more about how all that came to light. Like, because really just get forced into it. Yeah, because you don't know how the bad guy gets magicked up. How he gets that way. You just know now he's already rotten. Yeah, and they've got this portal and they're feeding... um, The souls of people. The souls of people. (laughs) I love that. That idea of that is like... Hey, we've got this like battery bank of people yep, that we're going to power it up with. Yeah. My favorite phrase from a movie from a movie in a long time, which is, what is it? <laughs> it's a good phrase. It's good. <laughs> I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to get it wrong. You talking to me? Is it that? <laughs> I don't want to get it wrong. Um, I'll think of it. I, I can't think of it, but I know what I know what you're talking. Yeah. I know where you're coming from. Yeah, well, anyway, there's humans in cages. <laughs> there's a bunch of humans in Is cages. Is it be food or be feared? Yeah, maybe. Be food or be feared. And, yeah, they they siphon the souls out of these humans yeah. in cages, like like mass genocide, basically, just to power this portal up so they can walk through it to Azeroth. I like that whole idea. And the way it's visualized is like, oh, wow. Like, this is... I thought it was cool when they all walked through at the beginning. Yeah. It was like, whoa. Um... Yeah, and there's a also a baby orc that is yep. obviously going to be very important. There's a it's full of adventure. You know, you might a lot of people when I was just reading were comparing this to Lord of the Rings. I actually like this better than Lord of the Rings. You mean I, the story or just the movie in general? I think I think Peter Jackson could learn a thing or two from how this looks and how it acts, how it moves, because a lot of Peter Jackson's CGI spectacular parts. I mean, he doesn't do the CGI. No, but he passes off on it all. And Weta worked on this, and Weta worked on that. Maybe oh, but Weta that was, have what, learned. What fifteen years ago? Well, no, The Hobbit that we just that just recently. Been I know, with. but that was even better than the original. Lord yeah, of but the Rings. it wasn't though, was it? Remember, it the, was. No, it had better. It had some better, and they had worked a and lot. Some and some worse. Forward some. Especially that barrel scene going down the thing. Some of it was good. Some of it was bad. It, there's just a lot of like weird. Legolas sometimes was a CG man and sometimes he was the real man. But Hobbit was also how many years ago? Two years ago? The last one, probably two years ago, yeah. And made it before that even. Didn't they make it all together? Yeah. Right, so in that many years, they've been able to improve. But the CG but in still this... riding on a creature, for some reason, still looks semi-shitty almost all the time. Because you know what it's supposed to look like. Even if it's an orc on a wolf, you know how the movement's supposed to be. One of my favorite riding on a creature scenes was... Um, we just watched it. Snow White and the Huntsman uh, sequel. Yeah. When the, the, uh, Emily the... Blunt was riding on the polar bear. Yeah, it was good. It actually looked really good. like, but it, And it was a minuscule part of the movie. But even in this movie, there's people riding uh, creatures and it just looks kind of CG. When they're Some riding on does, griffins. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, that's probably... probably the, but there's nothing really to complain about here. It's just a fun... Fantasy. Yeah, it's not too deep. Or it's not too, like, involved. Like, the story isn't, like, super complicated. Uh, You know, and then I think, well, like a video game story, they're often not that complicated. They just want to get you to the action. And and you need to know the person you're in control of. And this is kind of like that. It's, It's, I wouldn't say it's shallow, but it's, there's a decent enough, like, I care about both sides, funnily enough. I actually care about both sides of the... I care about the Well, there's actually three things. There's the orc, the human, and then there's the evil. Evil, yeah. So the orcs are wrapped up in the evil because they're being led by it, unfortunately, for them. I mean, yeah, the orcs are, yeah, the fighters at heart. They they will fight to control their territories and stuff. But when they're not controlled by this dude, 
they're actually like they you say loyal honored yeah they they are not terribly they're not going to well they are they're going to chop your head off if you if you bother them correct but, <laughs> but as a gather as a bunch of orcs together they're actually you can care about them I actually some of them I thought were the best characters in the movie like you know the main two the main, oh definitely the orc and his wife definitely and, yeah they were really. I felt for him. I felt for his wife. I I'd felt watch for him. a TV show with him. Yeah, like a soap opera. <laughs> daily life of the no, just the daily life of the orcs. Like like Zorn, but with the orcs. Correct, <laughs> but not funny. Just yeah. looks like we're watching the life of them. But uh, I think they did. I think they did justice here to. Well, I think if I was, I don't know actually. If I was a what, I'm thinking. What am I a video yeah, game fan? Yeah, I don't of? know. I'm a video game fan of Grand Theft Auto. If the Grand Theft Auto movie turned out with this kind of quality. I would be happy. I don't know how a Warcraft. I have to speak to my friend who's the Warcraft nut. The thing is, though, and see what GTA he thought. GTA doesn't have CGI. It it's just gonna be people. It doesn't know. I was thinking, what maybe there's one with? Oh, Doom. I, I, you know, I love Doom. We watched the Doom movie. I don't feel like that is. I like it, but I don't feel like that lives up to what Doom is, because Doom. Uh, we've watched Doom with the Rock. Doom we is, watched it with him. I didn't. Even, I didn't know he was here. Yeah, it was da, da, da. Uh, it's a you know Doom's about this portal into hell. The movie doesn't bother with going to hell, does it? It Correct. goes to hell for about five seconds. So that's where I felt a bit cheaped out on. It's like, oh, really? It's about a movie about opening a portal to hell, yet you're never going to show us hell. What? Because I think they might have planned on more of those more, as well. All the budget was just you know not affording the hell part. So yeah, I felt che- I felt cheaped out on that one. That's but pretty bad when you can't afford hell in your movie. I don't feel cheaped out on this Warcraft one because it's a spectacle start to finish. It's, it's huge, it's got cool music, it's got cool CG that is not cheap. And uh, let's go on to the actors here. Now, this movie has got actors in it. It's also got CG uh, motion capture people in it. Actors that you don't ever see because they're motion captured. That so. I did not know that it was who they were. Right. So I put down some of the more famous names of people here. Um, Paula Patton plays Garona. Um, she is half orc, half human. We don't know if she's half human. Well, he says half no. breed at the beginning. Too. Yeah, but she doesn't... We don't know what that means. Well, she looks half orc, half human, let's say. Right, but we don't know. Because we didn't get any explanation. Yeah. So she's not full orc. She's not the big CG orc. She's been a slave... All her life, it looks like. She's yeah. got a chain around her neck, and she's been drug around by the big dude. The main dude. And so kind she... Kind of like Princess Leia when Jabba the Hutt has her. Um, not <laughs> really. She's actually been his slave his, her whole life. And we know, just from a little conversation, she's not had it easy. So she does know how to speak human. Yeah. Whatever the language is. She does some <laughs> translation. Yeah. So she's the go-between. That's a kind of an interesting little tidbit there. Um... So it's interesting her path, and she's really good. I really like her. She's totally. She's I'd one of the characters it. you really care for. I would like to think I would like her to be a little more rough around the edges, but then I don't know. You know. I mean, she's pretty wild. I mean, she's like a not really. She's an orc. Uh, interestingly she's enough, wild though. When you look at the, um, she is even CG'd, even when her color of her skin is all green, but she's not green when they're making the movie. No, when they're making the movie, she's got no makeup on, and then when she's. In the movie, you're like, wow, she's green. Yeah. So, amazing. Like. It is amazing, because it looks perfect. <laughs> Instead of 
So it must be cheaper to CG <laughs> a green face than to actually get some well, of the makeup. Well, the consistency would be easier for sure. Because mm. one day your green makeup, even if you try really hard, the lighting and everything, but if you CG it, I guess. But uh, yeah, I really liked her in it. Ben Foster plays Midivy. Midivy? Midivy. Medive. Medive, yes. He's the um, wizard. Mage. He's a wizard mage. Um, he does a lot of standing up. He's from that show, what the movie? The driving car. Mechanic. Yes. Yeah. I always think of him. I always think he's. Jason Statham. I get him mixed up with Ryan Gosling, but he's not Ryan Gosling. He's Ben Foster. Correct. But uh, who's in another one that we watched too, where he was fucked up and like broken? Was he in um, Run All Night with Liam Neeson? Was he? The, yeah, he was. He was the brother. Was he? Yeah, yeah. He I'm was the fucked that up. The before fu- we tell everybody. No, he but. was absolutely in it. The dr- he was the drug addict, uh, fucked up brother. Um, but yeah, Ben Foster plays this mage. That I feel has a bigger part in the whole big story. Because he's kind of introduced in this one. and uh, But that shouldn't matter in this one. So how do you think about him in this one? Like, how's his character in this? I think in, it's in just this? average. Uh, I agree. He doesn't have a lot to do. Um, he does some cool magic, though. I give him that. Uh, so you do see mages actually pulling off full-on magic in this, uh, in this world. So uh, Dominic Cooper... This is interesting, because Dominic Cooper and Ruth Negger, they're the lead actors in the in the series Preacher that we've just finished watching. And they're both in this movie, too, as the mm-hmm. king. And queen. And queen, which is... Uh, Dominic Cooper is this king. I love this king. What did you think of this king? Yeah, he was good. I mean, he's, he's a king who doesn't have that many knocks. No. But I, I, so I liked his... I don't feel like he's battled hardened or anything like that. He's probably had peace for quite a while. some cool arm. But he's, he seems commanding, and I liked him. Yeah, I, I really liked him. Um, it was I, And her, as the queen, she was really good too. They don't get a big enough... I feel like they don't get a big enough story arc for me. What do you think? Hmm. I mean, I don't think they're pivotal. So I don't know. I... I, I Feel I feel like he just he's the king, and you have the idea of the orcs having to defend their chieftains and the humans having to protect their king, because he's their chieftain. And you don't have room for his whole story, so I'm fine with him being a commanding king that everyone wants to protect, just like on the orcs, that's how it's supposed to be. But that part's falling apart over there. And so I think he that's the role a king plays, and I don't think I need a big... Ta-da about them. I think that armor that he wears that I really liked. That's one of the really rare armor sets in Warcraft. If you play the game and you have to <laughs> you have to work for about a hundred days to try and get it, like from from the deepest dungeons. Um, so all the fans are, are probably freaking out when they saw him in that armor. Because if you've got that armor and you Seemed play pretty tough. If you play that game and you see somebody wander up with that armor on, you know, holy shit, that person plays this hardcore. Like it'd be my friend. <laughs> he was like obsessed with it. So, um, yeah, I really like the King and Queen. thought they were really good choices. I think I'm a bit very fond of them after watching Preacher, though. I, I like both of them, so it kind of was like, oh, they're both are again. I'm interjecting with the correction. We were mistaken earlier in our news brief about Ben, what's-his-face, being in Run All Night. It Foster. was not him. Ben was it Foster. Joel Zimmerman? Joel Kinnaman. Kinnaman, yeah. Yes. Joel Zimmerman is Dead Mouse. Okay, well, he's not in the movie. <laughs> Joel Kinnaman was the brother from Run All Night. Right. So that's it. That's it. Um, and then I put down finally a Clancy Brown as Blackhand. 
I didn't actually know it was Clancy Brown. That's weird. I didn't even I know it was his voice. I always hone in on Clancy Brown. Always. Because he's in all kinds of the animations that I watch. I mean, it is. We saw the extras. Yep. <laughs> but uh, even his voice didn't they sound... They really... Did something to it. Also, that Krasinski guy. I didn't write his name down, but he's in it. The guy from True Blood and EastEnders. He's, he's one of the main guys. He's one of the main guys. But is he called Travis Fimmel? No. No. Travis Fimmel. Good. Travis Fimmel's in it, too. He's Andrew in. What do you think of him? Which one? Travis Fimmel as Andrew and Luther. I know who's Andrew and Luther. He's the main guy. Andrew and Luther. Which main guy? Like the main... Orc? Yeah. That's not him. He's like the guy who was in Black Mirror, right? Yeah, that wasn't his name. Oh, he, he, you know, Travis Fimmel... Uh, I'm confused. Travis Fimmel <laughs> might be the guy with the long hair, the, the night guy. Yes, I yeah. think that's right. Yeah. That, that, I, I reckon that's him. Um, but yeah, uh, this the John Krasinski guy, who uh, is in EastEnders and True Blood, he's one. These guys, and the guy from Black Mirror, they're not in it. You wouldn't know they're in it. You can't see them. They're, they're orcs, right? Their voices are used, but you wouldn't recognize the voices either because they're digitally messed with, aren't they? The voices to make them sound deeper and booming. Right. Toby Kebbell is the yeah, one we're Yeah, that's the guy from You didn't from put Black him on our list. He's yeah. the one that plays the main orc guy that you get the most attached to. Yeah. Why you skipped him over, I do not know. But he's the one that if you're listening, you have no clue. No clue. You wouldn't well, even When you're know. watching him do the motion capture, you totally see him. Mm-hmm. They use his eyeballs. They use, you know, his actual mo- facial movements and everything. But when you watch the movie, not knowing who anything on anybody mm-hmm. is, you would be completely lost on you. You wouldn't... It could be any person, couldn't it? Like, that's what I'm saying. You wouldn't... There's nothing specific about him that comes out. I don't know if that's fair to say. That's not Because each though. person's going to bring something of their own to it that's going to be different if they're... Because you can tell they're using the actual movements of his eyes and everything. So, I don't know. I'd have to see comparison. Uh, directed, I think all the people who played orcs. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, directed by Duncan Jones, who directed Moon and Source Code. I've still never seen Moon, but Source Code, I really liked. What did you think of that one? I think we actually have that. It's on one of the after the shows. Jake Gyllenhaal, Source Code, the one mm. with the train. Not great. Good twist. Not really. I really liked it. <laughs> I have to disagree. It made me it made my mouth. Oh uh, yeah. I had no idea. So um, yeah, I won't spoil that one because it all hinges on that twist. I think so. It's good of you to tell Bray there's a big twist though. Ah, uh, Moon. I didn't see. Did you see Moon? I don't think so. It's uh, the one with Sam Rockwell on the moon. No. It's kind of like the Martian. He's on his own. <laughs> no. Um. So, Duncan Jones is uh, David Bowie's son, and uh, he is a, the, what's interesting about him being the director of Warcraft, he's actually a fan of Warcraft. It's not like somebody, they got somebody to make the movie who's never heard of Warcraft come into our thing and, like, make a good Warcraft movie. He's a guy who understands um, Warcraft. He actually wrote, he's wrote all three of these movies, if they all get made. He came in with, and here's his big overarching story for all. So this all. isn't the story from the game? No. Because uh, that writes itself. It's based on one of the novels of the pr- prologue before the first game. So he so wrote a novel before the first game ever came no, out? No, after the first game came out, they wrote a novel about the backstory to the first game. Okay. And they this, as in the guy who invented it? No. Uh, just uh, like people who write Star Wars novels hmm. and... It's based on that, though, which is official Blizzard law. So that's where they based it on. But he's also wrote the rest of this story, uh, if it 
if it's popular enough, they'll do more of them. It's quite obvious. Uh, who knows if Duncan Jones will stay on, but there is, they've already planned out the whole thing. But Duncan Jones here, I mean, he's, he makes these small, they're very small movies, Moon and Source Code. And this is the opposite to those small movies. It's like, it's like on the scale of a Marvel movie. It's huge special effects. It is it's, from the end that we see it, but when you watch the making of, He's literally sitting with people, often in motion capture outfits, in a tiny little yeah, room. Yeah, it's like what, um, not the Jungle always, Book the other day. Yeah, right? not always in a big set. Sometimes they have a set built and everything, but most of it's just an intimate, like, you know, small warehouse studio setting. So I think that our perception of it being a big movie is not necessarily, because he's not walking onto a set that's built into no, the whole No, I mean, there's some buildings, some built sets, as we but saw. But not huge, but like no. what, yeah. It's like the Jungle Book. Like, when we watch the Jungle Book, it yeah, feels grand. And, <laughs> yeah, and the Jungle Book, when you're watching it, though, you think, wow, this is huge. Like, it feels grand and big scale. But then when you go and watch the extras, it's like, wow, they're just there's two feet of blue stuff, and there's a... Correct. A hump that he's walking on. It's just real, like, it takes all that so away. So I think from that perspective... I mean, in his mind, he knows it's a bigger scale, but it's not. No, but it comes across that way, the way it's directed um, and visualized. Like, it it really has a grand scale to it, I think. It feels big. Like yes. a Lord of the Rings movie, it feels like, oh, there's huge things going on here. It, uh, I don't... When there's battles going on, on the big battlefields that they show you, I'm not questioning that while I'm watching it. I'm not like, oh, this is a CG thing with, like, I am on those, because the bigger I it is, the further away it is. They're a little bit blurry, they're a little bit less design. you know, like, my eyes going like, yeah, that's all computerized, so. I mean, yeah, it looks computerized, but the it because it's motion capture, the movements and everything don't look like sometimes when you watch things from a while, well, even The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, some of those battles where they've digitally added loads of people to make it look really big. It looks a bit odd. This never looked odd to me. It looked like a, like a really high-end cutscene from a video game. Which doesn't make it look good to someone but like I'm me. But I'm used to that Yeah, stuff. but I'm not. So, so this to me, it's So this like, looks so much better. It all looks like a fake digital creation. And so well, what about his direction? I guess that is not his direction, is it? Because he doesn't make... Well, he decides on every shot, yeah. and every frame of every shot. No, I do. And also inspires people to do their performances. And so... I think it has him on it, because yeah. you wouldn't get the same... It's substantial. Well, I did notice that like his style empty. of shot is getting really close mm -hmm. in people's faces a lot. Sometimes it feels a bit claustrophobic when, they, he, he, these, when the orcs are talking. It's quite clear they're very proud of how good they look CG-wise, so they want them very close to the camera, virtual camera, and you can see every detail. And then it cuts to the next arc and he's right in the camera. And they're not, they don't really wide shot on them. They just keep doing that. That kind of felt a bit claustrophobic to me, but I understand what he was doing. He was trying to show off. Look at these arcs. When you look them in the eyes, they don't look dead eyed. They, they. Well, I don't know if that's what he was doing. Cause when you watch a drama, you get a lot of close ups. Yeah, but these are extreme close ups. Like it, like it's like, look at our magnificent CG model. I, I kept noticing that. Maybe they don't that. look as good far away. Yeah, maybe they don't. Um, but yeah, I think he directed it well. It's quite clear he's very into the source material when he's when he's talking, uh, and that that's the kind of person you get to make your movie about a video game. Otherwise, you'll get some half-assed video game movie that nobody gives a shit about. So um, extras on this Blu-ray, there are a few. 
there's um, the world of Warcraft on film. It's broken into a few parts. They cover talent, VFX, stunts, etc. There's a gag reel. There's Hold on, a, did you say etc? Etc. It's et cetera. I hate to be snotty. Et cetera, is it? You said ek. No, I didn't say ek, because I, I wouldn't know that. Play it back. Play it back, it says et cetera. <laughs> the grammar police. Yep. Grammar, um, grammar police. Is the, that grammar, uh, or is that word pronunciation? It's the some police of words. Correct. <laughs> um, then there's ILM Behind the Magic of Warcraft, which is about the special effects. The fandom of Warcraft, which shows you BlizzCon, which is the big uh, conference they have every year, and you get to see some of the people's different costumes, and you get to see people playing World of Warcraft. There's also the Madame Tussauds experience. See, okay, this is a pronunciation issue that we, Uh-oh. as Americans, have maybe... You know what I'm saying? We may have been getting it wrong. Tussauds. Because when we say Tussaud, we say Madame Tussaud. Oh, we always said Tussauds. Always. So yeah. I think I've never even seen it in words. I think there's a Madame Tussauds in most cities in England. We have loads of them. Really? <laughs> yeah. They're so this is a, well, they're doing a... They did a... They yeah, display. they're all over the... bit. They're it's all really over. good. I've been to so many of them. That woman. They did the green woman. She looked amazing. Yeah. I mean, seriously, amazing. It was hard to... They had the... When they were making the... If you don't know what Madame Tussauds is, it's a waxworks. They make waxwork models. You probably have seen them. They have them in America, don't they? They have waxworks of Elvis and things like that here. Yeah, says they have one in Las Vegas. Yeah, so they did like um, a waxwork model of Paula Patton's character. And the head was sat on the table with the lady working on it. And when you look (laughs) at it right in its face, it was like Paula Patton's head was cut off on the table. It was so good. Like, um, I've seen some of them and I always think, yeah, they look kind of crappy. Those um, we saw, who did we see where we thought it looked crappy? I was just, um, Ant and Dick looked really weird to me. Yeah, nobody knows who that is, but it, they're, uh, <laughs> they're hosts from a British... If you've seen Love Actually, you know who Ant and Dick are, possibly. Um, they're the two guys who are interviewing um, Bill uh, Nighy. See, he doesn't look good. Daniel Craig, he doesn't look right. I no. Mean, he but, looks like him, kind of, but he doesn't look right. Yes, there's ones that don't look right, but whatever they did here for this Warcraft exhibition they look 10 times better i think it's the artist lady yeah the one who did the woman oh my god it was perfect um so yeah this is a small extra basically it's kind of advertising that there's a warcraft exhibit at madame sassar's and you can go and see it but uh that's that there's also um the warcraft teaser from 2013 kind of shows you what the beginning of this movie is like and uh some deleted scenes and that is it Actually, a decent amount of extras. And uh, if you like to see, on top of the extras, there is a uh, there's a code in the box. If you're a Blizzard fan, you probably want to go and buy this movie because the code in the box gives you a new character for World of Warcraft that you can't get anywhere else. It gives you a new um, character for Hearthstone that you can't get anywhere else. And it gives you a new character for their other game, Heroes of the Storm, that you can't get anywhere else. Three exclusive characters. They're in the box. Funnily enough, ours was misprinted. You could barely read the codes, but we did get the codes entered eventually. And those characters, you cannot get anywhere else. So it's like, um, it's definitely one for the fans. They want the fans to buy the game, uh, buy the movie, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, I, figured, I thought it was a nice little extra. So uh, what's your conclusion on uh, Warcraft? I really enjoyed it. I had absolutely no... 
preconceived thing, except I saw the trailer and wanted it to be a spectacle, and it was more than I had thought it would be, because I'm interested in the characters, I'm interested in this thing, you know, the idea of this fantasy world of, okay, we've gone from, from a realm and this green magic is interesting to me. Like, why? Why? Yeah. So, I liked it. Yeah, I did too. Um, it was no, a good time. It's interesting that, you know, a movie made for a specific fan base can work outside of that from somebody who has really has no knowledge of it, like you. You're a complete... Yeah, no, no, no. And you no would still knowledge. enjoy it. So that actually means it's a success to me. Hey, look who's in the London, Madame Tussauds. It looks like Kim Kardashian. Yeah, and... That actually looks really good. I know, but she ain't many Christmas people. She, what the fuck? She's a celebrity. What's wrong with people, though? She's... Fuck all. Done nothing. And Kanye West, who is a rapper. Couldn't give a shit. I'm never going there. <laughs> all right, so, um... Thanks to Universal for the Blu-ray. Uh, I'd rather have a matte wax model of my neighbor. I want to tell you that there are two contests going on on aceclear.com at the moment. You can win a copy of The Neon Demon. You can also win a copy of Ruby, which is Rooster Teeth, the people who make uh, the Halo um, fan films. They've made a new anime. Uh, You can win a copy of that uh, on Blu-ray. So you can go to aceclear.com and try and win those. Next week's Blu-ray review is The Legend of Tarzan, starring Mr. Skarsgård. so we're going to look at that next week. Eric the Vampire. The Legend of Tarzan. I've not seen a Tarzan movie for the longest time, so I'm uh, looking forward to it. Uh, movie recommendations this week. This is not a movie, but I'm going to recommend it anyway. And it's the TV show Preacher, because the two lead actors in Preacher are in this movie. <laughs> and Preacher was a really, really fun show o- over the summer um, on AMC. You can get the Blu-ray now. I recommend it. And then my other two mo- I've done two others. One is you should see this series, and the other is you shouldn't see this series. <laughs> I wondered why you had it on there. And they're both based on video games. Now, I was trying to think what my favorite video game movies were, and I kind of call these a guilty pleasure because they're not good, but for some reason, I like them. And it's the re- I think they actually fall into the same category as Fast and the Furious series does for me. Okay. Like, it's not great, but there's something fun about watching it, it's a spectacle. And that's the Resident Evil series of movies, which is about to come to an end in January. The last one is coming out. Um, what do you you like the Resident Evil movies? Yeah, Lilo I mean, Dallas Multipass. Yeah, but I mean, I liked her better as Lilo Dallas. But yeah, I like them. I'm they, interested in watching. I, I think them. they're fun. There's uh, a crappy one in there though with uh, the red dress woman. Didn't like that one. Well, not, yeah, didn't like her. No, I didn't like the last. Uh, uh, um, fine, I didn't like the last Resident Evil movie. Because it felt like there was, it was really nothing. It felt like it was just a series of action scenes. The the latest one, the one where he throws his glasses. I, I thought I thought it was like oh my like it's just cool and not anything. Yeah. Like so, hopefully the last one. Um, and finally, this is the one that I would say do not watch a video <laughs> game movie that is absolute shite, <laughs> and it is the Super Mario Brothers from the eighties. It is. It's not even a good movie if it wasn't a video game movie. <laughs> it's just a bad movie. Uh, what the fuck Bob Hoskins was thinking? <laughs> I do not know. I know what he was thinking. He said it. M- money. Paid, yeah, pays for my children's private school. It's not complicated. Yeah. Um, mine are, in relation to, this is Halloween month, it's October, I'm going to be watching things. I started watching a movie, which is already pretty funny, I just haven't finished it, and that's unlike me, but I fell asleep. 
Not because of the movie, because I was tired. It's called Deathgasm. I believe it's a New Zealand movie. It's like these heavy metal rock kids stumble on something kind of dark and horrible in their town. And it's a lot of Is the of band jokes. called Deathgasm? Yeah. Right. Yeah, they put together a band called Deathgasm. And Hocus Pocus is sort of the another kind of comedy sweet. You would say sweet. But then as I'm reading trivia about it, and you everybody goes, oh, Disney... Good, wholesome family entertainment. But always, as we've discussed, there's almost always a dead parent or a dead child. Dead parents, plural. Horrible things happening that the little characters have to overcome. You know, True. It's just all it's very sad and tragic. And in Hocus Pocus, when you're reading through the trivia, which Hocus Pocus is one with Bette Midler, Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker, right? Well, the premise is these three sister witches were burned at the stake in the 1600s. Like witches that were. doing spells to suck the life out of children so they could stay beautiful forever. And this teenage boy and a girl come back to the museum in this town where now it's all about these three sisters. Hey, it's their that house. was what the witch was. Uh, we watched The Witch recently and she was she was <laughs> grinding a child up to uh, give Correct. her appearance of the... This was different. They suck the life out of just like the guy did today. In the, but even that was um, yeah. for a beauty. Think that's a so they could. That's so, one of the lexicons of witchcraft. So then the witch could be super beautiful and entice some men. Correct, yeah. and that's. I think that's just part of the Correct. lore of. So the witch is like the gross version of Hocus Pocus. <laughs> kind of because in this one, yeah, these witches have killed children. We know this in the past, and now these children bring them back accidentally, and then uh, we actually see them in the beginning of the movie killing a child. And turning another child into a cat. And now they're going to capture more children as they're awakened in the 20th century. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was the 20th century. And then suck the lives out of them. And so they do this, you know. And it's... Reading the trivia, it's like... They say things like, the witches are burned at the stake. And then they say the children are killed by the witches. And it's like, it doesn't sound very savory. Good, wholesome, like, Disney yeah. fun. <laughs> but it's, a, it's wonderful. It's... I don't understand the... There's this split. People who love it, like me... And I want to watch it every single year. And the people are like, ugh, Hocus Pocus. Because I don't get the ick part. It's quite charming. It's very of the times. It's got gruesomeness without gruesomeness. I've seen it, but I never had any It's kind of hokey. It. You know, it's yeah. got like a little vaudevillian jokes here and there. And a little bit of wacky stuff. But um, So I haven't watched it yet this year. I'm going to. And then on the flip side of that, we have Look the movie my... that we just watched last night. Yes, I know. You'll be discussing it in a minute. But it's oh. called... I'm, only, I'm not recommending it because it's good. I'm recommending it because it's become part of my October for this year. It's called 31. It is a Rob Zombie. The latest Rob Zombie movie. He's made... House of a Thousand Corpses, and Devil's Rejects, and now 31, and we've discussed it. Why was it called 31? It's the 31st day of October, it's full I could gather. Yeah, so, that's what I was trying to, that's yeah. what I thought. So, I'm not recommending it because it, like, falls in line with the, that kind of weird grotesqueness that he's brought out in his other movies, which, while some people can't hack it, because we went to see Devil's Rejects in the theater, and at one point, a woman behind us said, that's it, I'm out of here, really loudly, so everyone could hear her, and she left. So, it has a very visceral response and a lot of the grossness that he does. This one, as we've discussed, didn't quite, it's got a lot of stabby-stabby in it, but, I have and a little chainsaw action, but. I, I think it was stylistic. The style of it and everything was good. 
It was alright. The acting was really... I'll be honest, I thought it was a little visually boring. Um... There was a there was a scene where he used a strobe light, which never usually bothers me, and I almost had a seizure. <laughs> I learned when I had to not that, look at it. I had to focus on the thing that is being focused on, which right. is the face of the guy. It really started to bother yeah. me. Like I was like, "What? Oh shit!" You have to like not look at the black and white painting. Yeah, <laughs> and that doesn't normally bother me, but uh, yeah. other than that scene, I think it was very visually uninteresting. I mean, there was an interesting uh, leg corridor, which looked cool. Yeah, but a lot this... of it was just trying to look cool, though. Yes, trying to look cool, trying to look shocking, trying to cook crazy, blah, blah, blah. We get it, Rob Zombie, you're a fucking rebel. We get it. But that doesn't always translate into the kind of movie where you are uncomfortable, challenged by the idea of, like, holy shit, am I watching what I'm watching when this doesn't do that? I it's enjoy... just straight up. I enjoy movies that are fucked up, like that movie. I, I really do. I don't know why. I always have. Green Inferno. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I enjoyed this movie, 31, but I had, these are my problems with it. One, the acting was not good. Mm-mm. His wife isn't not a good actress, uh, even if you think she She has is. her moments, I mean, she's, but overall it's not. He dresses her in a skimpy outfit and she, and you know. I'll give her this, she does what she does well. Yeah, I mean, she's like a scream queen. Like, she's like a, <gasps> like one of those people, right? But when she had to act at the beginning. She scream? She was really tough in this one. No, I mean, they, like, they call them a scream... Like, pe- the women the women they put in horror movies who are... That's what a scream queen is. It doesn't mean that she scream. doesn't necessarily mean that she screams. It means that she's one of those trope, attractive women they throw in a horror movie to be the hero or to be killed. But these are my issues with the movie. The acting's really not good. There's a... There's a period of time at the beginning where they're in a camper van driving. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It's like a, it's like porno acting. It's like, it's like, hey, everybody, let's go to the next. I was like, wow, fuck, is this how it's going to be? <laughs> Fortunately, it improved a bit. A later bit. On. Um, not much. No, not much. Secondly, the characters, all the characters in, in it, you know, it's a, a crazy crew. Of characters. I don't mean the bad guys. I mean the good guys. They all were so stereotype weird. Like, here's this weird one. Here's that weird one. Yeah. I couldn't give a shit about any of them. Like, that was the problem. As soon as, like, they got out of the truck and I was like, okay, they're going to do this. They're going to be in trouble now. I was like, you can all die for me because (laughs) you're just weird stereotypes, all of you. His wife, I was like, well, no, she's a bit tough. I can't, I can't stand her hair. <laughs> it's kind of bothering me all the time. She's got this like crazy um seventy. It's set in the seventies. Uh, it's not really seventies hair that she just has like a big giant but it is blonde perm. I know, but her yeah. hair is not seventies style at all. It's a very big blonde perm. It's not like Afro. It's kind of or annoying anything. to me in in some way. She. I liked her in The Devil's Rejects, but in this, I, I wasn't digging her. I like female tough characters, but I wasn't digging her, really. Correct. But the but the whole thing was like, uh, I liked it. There was some interesting ideas and some cool kills and stuff. But what it really am- all amounted to was not much. No. It was just flashy. But we're, I'm recommending it, just because if you're going to watch all of Rob Zombie, then you got to watch it's the It's Meg Foster, set. Jodie Foster's mother. No, oh my god, no. <laughs> Meg Foster's in this movie. <laughs> no, she is not. <laughs> I thought she was. <laughs> no. 
Um, so yeah, there are some odd characters in this movie. It's just odd for odd's sake, though. That's what kind of made it feel a bit like the Green Inferno that we watched last Halloween with uh, from Eli Roth. Yes, there were a bunch of stereotypical people in that too, but it felt more down ra- down to earth and rounded off. Like Which one? The Green Inferno. It didn't feel ground to earth at all. No, I like, mean, if they, the characters, they were yes, there were some stereotypical yeah. ones, but they weren't all weird, like, just Correct. because they have to all be weird. like True. Uh, which is what this movie was doing. But I think it was all right. I would give it, like, a 5 out of 10 or something. The Devil's Rejects, I'd give that an 8 out of 10. I really like that one. <laughs> so, games and a Scully stuff this week. Uh, I have been playing uh, the new game this week, Mafia 3. Uh, really enjoying Mafia 3. It's uh, I've played like the first three hours, I would say. Because um, it came out on Friday, uh, for some reason. It's been a long time since the since Mafia 2. And Mafia 3 takes place now um, in the... Uh, I think it's 1968. Whereas Mafia 2 was in 1945. So we've moved on a bit. And what's really interesting about Mafia 3 is it takes place in Louisiana... And it's just after, well, it's during the Vietnam War. So it covers, you know, New Orleans, uh, race, racial stuff that was go- still going on now, right? <laughs> but racial stuff that was going on at the time. You're an African-American character. You're the main character's African-American. So you'll be like, what's that got to do with the Mafia? The Mafia were not African-American, right? They were all Italian. Well, no, there was actually different mafias throughout American history. And they were known as, there was a, a mafia known as the Black Mafia, which these guys are. Uh, so it's covering this other side of the mafia. And, um, it's a big, I'll just, I'll just say, it's a revenge tale. And I thought at the beginning of the game, I'm probably not going to care about this guy. He doesn't seem very likable in any way, shape, or form. Not because he's African American, just because he's not very likable. But then some stuff happens. You do this whole mission that lasts about two hours. You get to know everybody and you get to know him. And then some, then something happens to him. And then I'm like, no, I am this guy. I'm going to get revenge on these fuckers. Right, right, right. So it really dragged me in. And I am, I'm not just interested. I'm like invested in this guy now. So I think that was a really good opening. Very strong opening. An opening that lasts two hours and you're actually in control of it. It's a big heist. That lasts about two hours, and when the heist ends, stuff goes down that changes your opinion of everything. I thought that was really well done. So I don't know how the rest of the game's going to play out. Maybe that was the peak of it. I don't know. But uh, as far as it stands, I'm really loving it. So that's Mafia 3. I'll tell you more about it next week when I get more into it. And the other game uh, that's about to come out is Gears of War 4. It's been a long time since a Gears of War game. Number 3 was... True. 2005 or 6 I believe and then they brought like a spin-off game out I think in 2010 which was horrible but this is actually Gears of War 4 the, like, se- the mainline sequel uh, that was the trilogy Gears of War 1, 2 and 3 um, and if, you are, if you've played them you'll realise that some of the characters probably won't be in this new one the new one I, I believe is continuing from after 3 I think it's a few years later or 10 years later Marcus Phoenix is in it 
but I believe he's a grizzly old man now, and I think it's more... I've heard that the story of Gears of War 4, if you think of The Force Awakens and how they did that, that's what they're doing here with Gears of War. Marcus Phoenix is your Luke Skywalker character from back in the day, who will appear in it to give some wisdom to the new characters that are going to take the new Gears trilogy forward. So, Gears of War 4 is out on Tuesday. Uh, I will tell you about that next week. Uh, Sven Gulli, what is that? Sven Gulli is a horror host, and he hosts a show where they play an old movie every Saturday night. On he dresses TV. up in funny clothes and uh, does his shtick. It's definitely shtick. And we watch it, and tonight is called Black Friday, which is interesting because it doesn't mean the day after Thanksgiving. Black it Friday. Is, Black Bell- is it Bella Lugosi this week? Don't know. I think it was. Um, Don't know. Yeah, so. But we'll- yesterday I watched the original. Not the, was it the original original? Frankenstein. I don't know. Yeah. Frankenstein from 31 with... I think that is the original. Uh, Boris Karloff. It's quite good. I mean, it's actually really substantial. And as I noticed, looking at the movie afterwards, it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now... A perfect that's movie. It's pretty hard to achieve. I don't know if it's a perfect movie, but it's long and it's substantial. It's got some really good performances, even though some of it's still sort of post vaudevillian ish you know, that kind of... <laughs> hand on the forehead kind of shit but it's it works it all works together all right so um what is for dinner and what's your advice tonight i'll probably make some egg fried rice again unless i decide to go get jimmy jones what do you want subway <laughs> that was one of the choices i'm sorry do i don't on, know how you could do the you online order if subway. you don't know how multiple choice works here's how it works there are choices and then the last one isn't, or pick whatever the hell you want. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried the online ordering yet. You try it. It won't do anything. It's so, it doesn't benefit me at all. I mean, you can just drive, get it, and leave. But like, here's the problem. If I order it online, then I get there and it's wrong. I'll be pissed. Yeah, but it's worth a try. It isn't worth a try because you're not paying for it. So there, that's, I guess it's worth it to you. But I'm not going to give them $17 and then get home and be like, oh, shit. They didn't put the right stuff on there because I wasn't there watching them. We have had enough Jimmy John's go bad. I would and hope they'd get it right if you ordered it online and it tells them specifically what to yeah, put on. When you have it made and you're standing right there, then you can say, they say to you, is that enough? Is that enough? Is that enough? Yeah, but you can choose pepper? what I'm I know, but they ask you right then. They'll put the peppers on there and they'll go, is that enough? Do you want some more? And I always... I feel like it would work. But if you don't, don't use it. <laughs> well, maybe, I don't know. What's easiest? Jimmy John's is the easiest. And then is Subway. And then is egg fried rice. So after this is over, I'll have to make a decision. What is your advice? My advice is... This isn't going to make any sense, so you're just going to have to go with it. But think about your end game, people. If you have a view in life of how people, meaning everyone, should be, how does that translate into, like, the whole world of that person. If you think everyone should be like you, think like you, believe what you believe, dress like you, act like you. If you don't like tattoos, nobody has tattoos. If you believe in a Christian God, everybody's a Christian. If you believe in mowing your yard horizontal, everybody mows the yard horizontal. If you think men should wear black socks and women should wear white socks, then men wear black socks and women wear white socks. If men should have short hair, all the men should have short hair. If the women should wear skirts, all the women should wear skirts. All that shit. If you think that, 
and you're judging everyone and you're trying to rip down all these things that are different or trying to be or you're afraid of things that are different i'm not talking about different as destructive destructive people that's a different category i had saw a post the other day some local yokel that i've known from high school it's been like 35 years but you know He's making fun of a country music singer who's a popular country music singer. I don't know who it is. I've seen his face a few times because he didn't have a cowboy hat on and he was dressed in like a t-shirt and some like pants that weren't jeans and he didn't have cowboy boots on and he had his hair pulled back into like a ponytail. Who gives now, a shit? That's what I'm saying. He said, look at this guy. This is the country music star I'm supposed to be listening to. And somebody below said, well, I like his music. And this Listen guy, said, this guy said, I like his music too, but look at him. I don't want him as a country music star. Just look at him. He needs to wear the cowboy hat and the boots. And I'm thinking, I know this person isn't even joking. It is to him, he has to have everything the way he thinks everything should be. Literally. The way he thinks everything should be. And if you're not that and you don't fit that, then I want to know what is your end game? What is your plan then? You you get right now. You have the power. I'm giving you this magic wand. Because if you believe in a god and all that other crazy shit, then you get a magic wand to go along with it. And now you get to decide right now. You get a thousand points. A thousand bullet points of how the world needs to be. However human should act. However food should taste. However house should look. However fucking hairdo should be, how every business should be run, how every street should run, how every car should look, you get to decide. And now just pick those things. If a thousand isn't enough, we'll give you fifteen hundred. But they're all but that means everything on that list, the entire planet is gonna be blanketed with a bunch of you. Vomiting out you every second of every day, every word, every thought, every idea, every mannerism is gonna be fucking you. I do not understand what the end is. What do you want? If you don't want this country music star, this is obviously just an example, but magnify it and think about all the people and how they judge people based on this shit. If you went into a hospital and your nurse has a really crazy tattoo on her arm, what do you think? Oh, blue hair. What do you think? Do you instantly have an averse reaction because she doesn't look the way she's supposed to, or do you not give a shit because she might save your life? If you're in the first category, then, okay, how do you want the world to be then? You know, I, I'm I'm anti-dress code and I'm anti all this other shit for a reason. Because somebody gets to decide. What if everybody decides that's what country music stars look like from now on? All men have long hair. All women have tattoos all over their faces. All people have to believe that, that printer over there is our god. Everybody has to walk barefoot on glass every day when they get ready to go to work. I've decided this is what everybody's going to do. These are some weird things. I'm saying that's how everything <laughs> sounds when you've decided that's how everybody needs to be. If you've decided all men need to tuck in their shirts and wear their belt and put their socks on and wear this color before Labor Day and that color after Labor Day and comb your hair to the side and be sure you're not this and you put your little cufflinks on and every man should be that way. And every woman should be X, Y, and Z. And every child should learn this, this, and this. I, I don't understand. I mean, if you can back it up by giving me this vision of the world someday where everyone is a clone of you, sell it to me. Sell me this idea. How is that good? Maybe it's fantastic. I don't know. I want to know. Is that how you see the world? Or are you just bitching and moaning because you're too afraid to explore things that you're unfamiliar with? Because that is what I hear. You know? That's what I see. 
All right. That's it. There was no advice in there. Good advice. (laughs) Uh, More of a rant or (laughs) a soapbox uh, moment. It's a question. It is a question. All right. You know? So, let me remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com, sidtar.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch this podcast on the Google Music Store, the Apple iTunes thing. What is it? It's the Google Play Store, the <laughs> iTunes Music Store. What is it? You can also go to aschoolie.com slash podcast and just subscribe there, or just listen on the page if you want to. You don't even have to subscribe. Uh, I would prefer it you do, though. <laughs> email aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. And um, stay classy, World of Warcraft. Um, you know, at the beginning of this movie, they do the Blizzard logo, you know, the production companies. And inside the mm-hmm. one of the letters is one of the characters from Overwatch. So I'm hoping for an Overwatch movie. So please, Blizzard, do that. Thank you. And I'm going to say, think for yourself, or someone will do it for you.